When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. This week, I'm going to talk about something that sometimes people get a little creeped out about, but it shouldn't be. It's smart homes and smart home technology. Now, I'm not going to say any of the popular home assistance names because you know what happens? Homes all over the world start to respond because I've said its name. Could you imagine being one of those shows with millions of followers and you yell out a home assistant name? Hundreds of thousands of home assistants would light up looking for direction directly after that. Anyways, I just find that funny. You can use them in your home for, for more than one thing. And this is all smart devices. It's either going to be convenience or savings. That's the main reasons to have anything that's a smart device in your hand or in your home. Because it's funny, most people are terrified, terrified that they're going to be followed and tracked and all these things. And then quite often they grab their smart device to tweet about it or post on Facebook to say it. The only thing that's really tracking their movements is the thing they're typing on. But who are you? Are you excited about these new technologies or are you scared about these new technologies? Is it the next level of convenience like I think? Or is it Skynet or Big Brother? These are the things that we have to talk about and think about because in sustainability, it is imperative that our homes become smart. They become integrated. They work with the electrical grid. They work with basically everything in your life to be as efficient as humanly possible. And you know what these are. In our home, it's robot vacuums. It's automated pet feeders with cameras so that when they get food, you can wave and say hi to Fluffy. There's lighting systems designed for scheduled modifications or so you can just speak out loud and get things on or off. I have a thermostat that works from my phone, hooks to the Wi-Fi. Pretty convenient when the guy was there to fix my air conditioning this last week. Yeah, when it was like 90 plus degrees and I wasn't home. Well, his work primarily had to be outside. I could shut down the air conditioner, turn everything off so he could work on it. Then when he was ready, he'd send me a text and I'd turn it back on. Didn't even have to go home. Kind of cool. There's ring doorbells. Those are also showing that you can use them as home security in many ways. Your general home assistant, which hooks to all kinds of things. Something I'm hoping we get a sponsor for is automated cat boxes because I have two cats. I hate cleaning the cat box. So if anybody's listening to this and you work for one of those companies, oh yeah, right here. Go ahead and send us one to test out. We'd love to. Smart locks and smart appliances from your coffee maker to your washer or dryer. These are things that are going to be integrated slowly into homes over the next 10 years because they need to. Because cities have their own level. They're going to be communicating with vehicles more than just GPS does already. They're going to, the street lights, all of those things are going to be communicating. How much electricity, how much water is being consumed will all be tracked and balanced based on need. 
the city needs us to communicate within the home so it can be accurate. So when they start to communicate as a city, then it can work even better. That's called the Internet of Things or IoT. You hear about it all the time, but they always say it in kind of like spooky reasons. It's really not that scary. It's just that every device talks to each other. So, for example, electricity where I live is more during prime hours. So if I use electricity between two and six, which is really when people use the most, uh, I'm going to pay a higher rate. Let's say I have one of those washer dryer combos and I throw my clothes in there and I'm going to start right now. Well, it can ask me, do you want to wait until later? It's cheaper. Or you can even set it so it automatically does it for you. So you know that you don't really need the clothes washed and dried until tomorrow, but you're just throwing them in now. Well, that washer and dryer can kick in at 11 o'clock at night at the cheapest possible rate, and they're still dry when you wake up. That's what it's trying to do. Balance the energy so that it's not all being used when we get home from work or at a certain time during the day. Balance it out. Then the grid doesn't have these massive peaks. And in case you're wondering, that's what leads to brownouts. Mostly not politicians. It's usually we're just using a crap load of energy within a one hour span. We all got home and cranked the air conditioning up. So that's how we stop doing this. We create these leveled out areas and then the grid can at least handle it even better when the grid gets modified and updated. Once it becomes a smart microgrid system, then we're really balancing, greatly reducing the amount of energy coming through and greatly reducing the amount of energy we even need, which means we can use way more solar, way more wind, hydrogen fuel. All these things can become easier inputs because we don't have these massive peaks that they always talk about when they say we need an on-demand system. Well, let's reduce that demand and do it without anybody really feeling discomfort. Because if you don't need your clothes done until morning and it delays while you're sleeping and then washes do you really notice does it really affect your life not really so you can in a sense schedule to clean your clothes there's other things too let's say we all these people have electric cars and the power goes out well the smart system can look around and say where do i have power some people have those APC units that allow it something to stay on for a period of time, but we usually don't have it for things like freezers, refrigerator or freezer. So the system can revert your car battery energy to keep your fridge on at a very minimum level. Yeah, not ruin your food. Most power outages are not long, long periods of time. But in the meantime, essentials are functioning. If it's the winter time, maybe it keeps the heat on. Either way, it allows the shift energy back and forth. The house will also know how much how much charge you use on your car on a regular basis. When you get home and plug in, how much is left? It, in a sense, now knows how much you really need. So if it gets below that point, it knows when you usually get up, it will start again recharging or stop taking it from that. At the very minimum, it helps keep from wasting food in the fridge or freezer or help keep the temperature in the house a little more regulated so that you don't wake up freezing wondering what the heck happened. And I know that's a northern state joke, but it does happen. And in some places, it can even save your life because of that. In Michigan, we do lose people during power outages when they're sleeping. So this balanced system can help keep it from, from first of all, going down, but second of all, rerouting power. As I always laugh when I say something like that because it makes me sound like I'm the captain of the Star 
Starship Enterprise and we're rerouting power to life support. But in a sense, it's exactly what it's doing. The Internet of Things will start synchronizing your home, your city, and your state. After a while, that will greatly reduce our, our reliance on a lot of the things that are out there. It will also, I told you earlier, it will communicate with cars. It will communicate in all these different ways. Well, that's how you end traffic or greatly reduce traffic. Vehicles already tell you with GPS, well, your normal route is way slower. It'll give you a faster route. Internet of Things will make that quicker, more efficient. Public transportation will take different routes to be able to get from point A to point B. Our general energy waste for a whole state will drop dramatically. Some assessments show 50 to 60%. And same with energy consumption. So think about this when you start thinking about smart houses. Don't immediately think of the movies. Don't immediately think of the negatives. Maybe you should just think about your phone. I know not everybody loves their phone, but we also turn around to go home and get it when we leave it. So that is going to be a big part of sustainability. I hope you take a moment. I hope you at least allow yourself to look at some of these technologies because in the long run, they're going to be mainstream and they're going to be important. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with a friend or on social media. You can also support Realistic Sustainability by becoming one of those monthly sustainers on our Anchor hosting site or by simply going to greenierlife.org forward slash podcast. We've also added an address there. Want to send a letter? I got to tell you, it makes us smile every time someone does. And since my family says it's not cool for us to have it sent to our actual house, we have a place to send it now. So it doesn't matter if you're a company looking for a sponsorship or wanting us to test something or say hi and make us smile. Send it to the address on there, greenyourlife.org forward slash podcast, or quite simply leave a five-star review. That is the most powerful thing you can do for us right now is just by telling people you like the show. Make sure you follow the show and leave a glowing review. Plus, when I don't feel good, that's kind of what I do. I go back, I read them because you guys say awesome things. So thank you again for listening. And remember, we just get together week after week so we can get a little bit better. Little bit, little bit, big bit. Thank you so very much. And we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Mike, co-host of Realistic Sustainability, the podcast, which you probably already know. But I'm also the author of A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life. That was the book that led to our Facebook page, our Facebook group, and, well, even this show. It offers tips on promoting your positive footprint while decreasing your carbon footprint. So if you want to read what started all of this, get A Beginner's Guide to Greening Your Life, available on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, or just visit greeningyourlife.org for more information. Thank you for joining the sustainable movement and promoting a greener future.